0: What's up, KJ?
1: What's going on, Anella? Good to hear from you. How you doing this lovely Sunday morning?
0: I'm good. You know, I'm drinking my green smoothie. My husband is puttering around, probably making coffee. So it's a good morning.
1: There you go. I I have some tea. You know, I'm a hot tea person. I picked that that habit up during COVID. And so I'm keeping it going.
0: Okay, what kind of tea are you drinking?
1: A turmeric ginger joint. It's pretty good, though. I can't complain. I didn't even put any honey in it.
0: That sounds lovely and kind of warming, which is nice mm-hmm. early in the morning. Well, my name is Anella, And of course, I'm here talking to my good friend, KJ. Say hey, KJ. Hey, KJ. And this is the Fix Your Plate podcast on the Eat, Drink and Dine Network. KJ, give them a sense of what they can expect from us.
1: Well, first of all, thank you all so much for joining us. I do want to say that. But second of all, if you are listening to this podcast, it's probably because you're interested in hearing about food from a Black perspective. We're not gonna just talk about Black food, and we're not only gonna just talk to Black people, but we're definitely gonna fold in all of our unique perspectives into this wide-ranging industry that is food.
0: And beverage.
1: And beverage, can't forget the drinks.
0: (laughs) All right, KJ, since this is our introductory episode, I thought we could just do a little lightning round where we ask questions back and forth. Let the folks get to know us. So I will start. Where are you from and when COVID allows, when things open up, what's one place you want to go?
1: I am from the great state of Charleston, AKA North Charleston, South Carolina. When COVID opens back up, let me rephrase that. When COVID has been tampered, (laughs) I am going to, I want to go to the West Coast. I've never been to Cali. I've been to Vegas, but I've never been to California. So either California or Hawaii. I've never been to Hawaii. That's it, I'm gonna choose Hawaii. I'm going well, to Hawaii. if you're
0: going to Hawaii, you're coming with me because I'm from Hawaii.
1: <laughs> oh, there we go. Well, I guess we going with each other, huh?
0: You know, as soon as, as soon as I get my vaccine, I am on a plane, well, two weeks later, cause supposedly you have to wait two weeks for it to be truly effective. But two weeks later, I am on a plane to see my mom. I haven't seen my mom this whole time. And that has been like, that's been huge for us, for my family. Especially me and my mom and my my siblings were really close. And mm-hmm. I'm like, dang, has it really been that long? I'm probably gonna get off the plane and just cry, so. Yeah.
1: Well, let me ask you the same question. Is your answer gonna be Hawaii or are you going somewhere different when, when you get cleared and everything is good to go?
0: When I feel like it's safe, right? I will go to Hawaii first, absolutely. I want to see my friends. I want to explore parts of the United States, but I'm kind of a wanderer at heart, right? I lived abroad before this and I have traveled quite a bit in my life and I feel the urge. I feel the itch. So what I really want to do is take a tour of the Middle East. I studied the Middle East. I speak Arabic. So does my husband. We live there together and we lived there apart previously. And I feel like it's a part of the world that especially Americans, we only look at through a, like, a, the lens of security, right? Mm-hmm. We hear about it on the news when um, something in our foreign policy or political interests spark right? Our attention, Mm -hmm. but it's typically conflict or something to do with trade or oil. And that is not representative of this region where I found people to be so kind and welcoming and the food is so good. So I would love to take people on a tour of the Middle East that I know through Feed Them Link.
1: Can I ask you a a (laughs) follow-up question? Can I ask you? It's my podcast too. I can ask you whatever I want. So are there... Is the African diaspora represented in the Middle East? Would I find, quote unquote, Black people in the Middle East?
0: So it depends on where you are. And I would say a lot of the time when we're talking about the Middle East, what we're really talking about is the Middle East and North Africa, because mm-hmm. a lot of people group them together, even though, um, you know, in the North African context, the there is, like, Linguistic, first of all, and cultural differences, Um, they do speak Arabic, but it's, you can tell it's like a little bit further removed because the dialects are so uh, different than other Mm -hmm. Arabic dialects. And so you will find parts of the African diaspora. um, And especially when you're in North Africa, you'll find migrants as well, right? From other parts of the continent. Um, But then not as much when you are in places like Jordan, for example. Um, it really depends on where you are and and this is part of the reason why I want to go because people will ask me questions about the Middle East and I'm like it's a whole region it's hard to
1: right. <laughs> <give> you...
0: <laughs> it's hard to give you a succinct answer about all of these countries where they speak different dialects and there's you know differences in history and the food is even different I you know I want to spend maybe six weeks going... And even then it would be maybe only to three countries. So I wouldn't exhaust myself.
1: Right, right. Fair enough. I have a, I have a lightning round question for you. Go for it. Why did you decide to be so nice to me? This time last year on the internet, I was brand new to the food game. Mm -hmm. I had zero followers and you were already doing your thing. And I'm sure people hit you up all the time. What was it about me that was like, oh, you know what? I'm gonna rock with this guy.
0: So to be fair, typically when people hit me up on the internet to ask for, especially when, they, when they're when they in the same space, right? So they're working on a blog or working on building their Instagram, I'm nice. <laughs> I know this really shocks people, <laughs> but I try to be nice because A, I'm hyper aware of the fact that um, though I have grown a small platform now, right? I also started at zero. Mm. Um, I'm hyper aware of the fact that in the like food digital media Mm. space, there's not a lot of black and brown voices and there's not, I don't think there's a lot of support for those voices. So in general, when people hit me up, I am nice (laughs) and I had somebody shared actually yesterday on Instagram. She shared that when she first started, she reached out to me and it's been a year and she was like, I was shocked that she was so nice and that she responded and she gave me tips. And she's still like that to this day. And I was like, well, I hope we're all like that, right? I hope now that you have broken 100,000 followers on TikTok, that you're still nice to people when they want to talk to you about how you did it and talk to you about TikTok, right? Because that is how we will create a digital space where there are more voices like ours, where there are more diverse perspectives from people who are growing and, you know, who have learned how to build a following. And that's, that's how we do it.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. And for those of you who are listening, since this is our introductory podcast, uh, me and Anella, we sound like we've known each other forever, but we literally have only known each other for about a year by the time you hear this. So what you're hearing is a natural progression of us with shared uh, interests, shared identities, and really just hitting it off. And that's kind of what led to Fix Your Plate. At least that's that's what I would say. What would you say, Anella?
0: Oh, I think that's 100% accurate. So question for you, right? You've been doing this for a year. You created Black Food Fridays, which I would say is more of a social movement than a like an Instagram or TikTok platform. Right. So besides this podcast, of course, what do you want to do next, right? What do you see as the future of your progression in this space?
1: 100% TV show. Like yes. I need my own TV show and people have already asked me what would that show look like I can pitch it in like from 60 seconds to an hour. I will take 60 seconds for, for our listeners. My television show would be a uh, dining diners, drive-ins and dives meets Adam Conover's Adam ruins. Everything meets W Kamal Bell's United shades of America. It would be that into one. We would travel a nation, obviously eating good food from all these wonderful black restaurants and chefs and bakers and, Baristas, so forth and so on. But you would also get history. We would learn some things about why this food is popular or how Black people develop this technique or the restaurants, the chefs themselves. So that's what the immediate goal is. TV show, then book. Then when outside opens, speaking engagements. But those are my top three things.
0: <laughs> I feel that when outside opens, I'm like, it's yeah. so close. I feel it's yes,
1: so close.
0: I left my house yesterday to go get some food with my husband and in our neighborhood were three older folks. And I say older because they look like grandparents, right? And they were chilling in this little corner lot outside where there's some grass and there's no house. And it was clear they had all brought chairs from their three separate apartments or houses. Cause they were three very <laughs> different chairs and like just chatting because it's it was sunny yesterday, just enjoying like being outside and being able to be a little bit social, but still trying to be safe, right? Cause they took it outside. And I was like, I looked out the window and I was like, Oh, I can feel it. Like I can feel that you know, people are really starting to hope that this is going to be over soon or at least under control yeah. soon, and we'll be yeah. able to to gather again.
1: I had take my second shot in the beginning of April. So then those two weeks go by, I'll be relatively impervious. And I hope everyone else does the same, takes care of themselves and their family. Mm -hmm. Um, So we can, I don't, I'm not interested in getting back to normal. I would like to create a new normal, but I would also like to have a new normal where we don't have to worry about 500,000 people dying in a year. You know what I mean? Like over something like this.
0: Absolutely. I mean, Ahmed and I are young and healthy. And so we're, we're last in line as we should be. Right. And we are just trying to patiently wait. DC seems to be moving through its various categories relatively quickly. And we're hoping by May, maybe mid May, we'll, we'll be fully vaccinated and ready to go.
1: Mm, Another lightning round question. You ready? You know, we're not really doing a good job of lightning rounds. I know. Like I know what else to call it. You know, it's
0: just that's okay. Going with it. Well, let's
1: try. Let's try. We got a couple of minutes left. Let's try the lightning round it up. I got like three questions in my head that I'm raring to give you. So I need you to just like one or two <sighs> sentence answers. Okay.
0: I'm so bad at this. Okay.
1: You're good at this. We can do this. All right. Number number one, what is a food or beverage that you are craving Right now, like if you could go out tomorrow and get this thing, what would it be?
0: It would be quesadilla tacos from uh, from any of the numerous places close to my house. And shout out to, I think, the Mexican food community for creating this food trend that I'm like, yes, I love to see foods and food traditions that are rooted in something other than whiteness really sweep the nation. And I'm like, y'all should be profiting on that, capitalizing on it. I love to see lines out the door at mom and pop shops, you know, close to our house. That is awesome.
1: All right. Good answer. Question number two, where is, and what is the name of a restaurant that you haven't been able to visit that you saw, you know, during COVID that you're dying to try?
0: Caveat, I have been here, but I've only dined outside, and outside they only do like a limited menu and drinks. So the restaurant is called El Cielo. It's in this um, Latin marketplace in Union Market in DC, and they do this incredible 22 course (laughs) tasting menu. Wow,
1: 22 course?
0: Yeah. And it's, um, you know, it's an experience, but they only do it inside. So I really, really, really want to do that. But I'm waiting, of course, until I feel safe dining inside.
1: Mm, that's good okay last question this should be easy you did a very good job by the way Anila what is your favorite color and why go
0: Uh, um (laughs) red I guess I wore red to my wedding I refused to wear a white wedding dress because I was like just the symbology of being pure and untouched I find to be archaic and also not realistic Mm. for modern life um yeah but red I find to be very powerful and very striking. And also, I think it looks really nice on brown skin. So I wore a bright, bright red backless wedding dress to my wedding.
1: Nice. I was not expecting that answer. A red I could see, but the red wedding dress, I did not see that coming.
0: And I had my bridal party, like my bridesmaids and bridespeople wear white.
1: Okay, nice. All right, give me three questions. Lightning round, let's do it.
0: Okay, lightning round. What is your favorite TikTok account to follow?
1: Oh, okay, well, this is easy because I don't follow a whole lot of TikTok accounts. I'm still new to the platform. I know, but like I'm still new to the platform. But one of my favorite accounts is this account by this gentleman named Conscious Lee. His thing is like research over me search. He used to be a national champion uh, debater in college. And I believe he's a college professor now. I really enjoy his perspective on race and 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 racial dis, uh, equality and disenfranchisement, the whole nine. And of course, he can only do it in 60 seconds. So I find that appealing. I also like that if he's wrong, he'll make a video with the same energy correcting himself or accepting responsibility when someone corrects him. So I want to give a shout out to Consciously.
0: I love that. I mean, I also think that's really important because nobody knows everything. And sometimes we're just wrong
1: hmm mm-hmm. It happens. All right. Question number two.
0: Okay. If you're trapped on a desert island and you can only bring one food item and one beverage with you, what would it be?
1: Okay. If I can bring one beverage, I don't know how this would work on a deserted island, but I'm bringing sparkling water. Mm-hmm. I absolutely love the bubbles. I know some people can't get with it, but I like it because it does two things, right? Like. You need to drink more water, but it it makes me feel like I'm drinking a soda or champagne, even though it's not. So sparkling water is the is the drink. My doctor has told me recently that even though rice is in my DNA, I need to cut back on the rice. I would normally just say like red rice or crab rice. <laughs> but it'll probably be like, I don't know if honey counts as a food, but I love honey and I put honey on everything. I eat it out the jar. I put it in tea. I put it on sandwiches. I'll put it like if I can put it on, I'm putting it on uh, chicken. I put it on fish. Like I'll put honey on anything. So, but since honey probably doesn't count fish, I can eat fish every day and not be tired of it. So fish, sparkling water, fish, boom. I feel like you'd
0: be on a very like healthy deserted island.
1: I hope so. (laughs) I hope this deserted island is surrounded by seafood because otherwise I'm going to be out of luck.
0: Okay, final question. What are three issues in the food media space, particularly, that you think are going to be important to tackle in the coming year?
1: Oh, God. Great. I want to keep talking about the disparity in pay between Black and Brown creators and our white counterparts I think that the June boom, June, 2020, this racial awakening brought that to the forefront. Not that it wasn't an issue before, but like now people are paying attention and they're willing to do something about it. And I really hope that as outside opens, we don't let the foot off the neck of those who are in power and who can pay people. And I mean, black women, black men, our Latinx brothers and sisters, indigenous brothers and sisters all the way down. So number one, Keep paying us what we are worth as creatives. Number two, I love, like you said, about the tacos. I want us to keep, and I'm going to use the word discovering, even though that sounds very colonizer, but I want us to keep discovering new or hidden food cultures that haven't been, you know, elevated before in food media. Like there's a big focus on Gullah Geechee cuisine all of a sudden, which has been around since literally the foundation of America but now all of a sudden people want to talk about go to get you food. Fine. Whatever. Like let's, there's, there's more than just us. There's other stuff that needs to be developed or discovered and, and spoken about. And last <clears throat> last but not least, I would love to talk about, um, I would love to see more people who look like you and me getting the opportunity to work with the big boys. you know? like the, the best food collaboration I saw or collaboration in the food space last year maybe it was earlier this year was ghetto gastro like partnering mm. with William Sonoma to make this like high end line. Yeah, of like,
0: that.
1: Yeah. Like uh blenders and all this other f- waffle makers, whatever they made that I want to see more of that, bro. Like I need to see more people who look like you and me getting these big looks. I want, listen, why not have the fix your plate? a homeware series at target like why can't we have that we can and i want to see more of that
0: i'm gonna tell you right now i'll put it out in the universe i would love to do something with vitamix right because my mom gave me a vitamix years ago and i brought that thing with me overseas and back like it's been shipped around the world and she said it's as old as me so it's 30 years old and that thing is still going strong. Like If you see me making smoothie videos online, you're going to be like, where'd you get that retro Vitamix? It's a family heirloom, baby. <laughs> <laughs> so I would love to do like something like that. And you're right. We should have cookware lines in Target. And we should be making coffee makers and all those things. Mm-hmm. But it's a big leap to get into products like that, especially yeah. if you're going to do it with a major brand.
1: Yeah, definitely, definitely. I think this is a very good introduction we don't want to give out too much of the sauce, uh, but I feel good about this. Thank you, Anella, for doing this with me, first and foremost, because if it wasn't for you, this podcast would not exist, man.
0: Well, I'm counting on you to carry half the load. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it wasn't completely
0: you know, out of a lack of self-interest. I was like, oh, it would be nice if I wasn't just doing this all by myself. But no, it's going to be great. I hope that folks... Um, can find themselves not only intrigued by our podcast, but also find it provocative, right? That they finish an episode and they're like, wow, I really, I haven't thought about that before. Or I haven't thought about it in that way. And that we can spark those conversations. And as always, we invite you to sit down with us at our proverbial table and fix yourself a plate.
1: And before you leave, make sure you subscribe, rate, and comment not only this episode but every episode going forward it would help us grow and we'd really appreciate that peace